coming up. Sometimes we tell God what we want. God, I want this, I want that. But I wonder if you do with what God gives you when he answers your prayer, <laughs> right, right. do you do with it what this man did? Yeah. This man used his sight to locate and follow wow. Jesus. Yep, that's right. <laughs> he used right. it to follow him. He said, he, now look, this man was blind. The text don't tell us how long he was blind, yeah. but he was blind. I'm sure there's plenty other things yeah. he probably wanted to go see. But seeing Jesus and following Jesus was his priority. Hello and thank you for joining us on One by One, the podcast ministry of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. Some of us struggle with submitting to authority because we've been on the receiving end of misused power. But the authority of Jesus Christ can be trusted and wholeheartedly accepted. Learn why and how in the message series, Accepting the Authority of Jesus Christ. Here's Pastor Rob and his wife Carolyn with the third message in the series, Optical Acceptance, Part 1. Hopefully you've been able to download the message outline. And as you guys know, we've been speaking on the message series entitled Accepting the Authority of Jesus Christ. Accepting the Authority of Jesus Christ. And so um, I hope that you're ready to um, fill in the blanks and um, in whatever method you like and ready to um, track with us so that God can um, speak to us through through his word. And um, today's subtopic is optical acceptance optical acceptance we we need to understand that the significance or what the significance is of accepting the authority of Jesus Christ um, optically we need to understand how significant that is okay. mm-hmm. so on your paper write this down Jesus's first command to his first disciples involved the use of their eyes. Jesus's first command to his first disciples involved the use of their eyes. Mm -hmm. John 1 verse 38 and 39. It says this. Um, and this, this is after, and we set it up a little bit. This is after John the Baptist had, had saw Jesus and John the Baptist's disciples, his disciples was with him mm-hmm. and G and John's pointed to Jesus or, 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 uh, looked at Jesus and said to his disciples, he said, look, behold, y'all look at Jesus. Mm-hmm. And he says, uh, uh, he is the one basically you ought to be following <laughs> he said that's the one he said i know you're following me you know right, right now that right. you're my disciple now yeah but john says that's the one you gotta watch yeah you need to follow yeah and i'm paraphrasing it a little bit because i want to i want to want this to drive drive home with you john says 
you should follow him. Mm-hmm. And we know an, a familiar passage that, that comes from John the Baptist where he has said, I must decrease while he mm-hmm. increases." Right, right. right. So this is coming from the heart of that, mm-hmm. of John decreasing with his own disciples mm-hmm. so that God, Jesus could increase with his disciples. Right. And Amen. so what this text picks up in John pointing out Jesus to them yeah. and saying he's the, the Messiah, he's the one you ought to follow. And so it says here in John 1, 38 and 39, turning around, Jesus saw them following and asked, following and asked, what do you want? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to pause here for a moment. I want to pause here for a moment uh, because those of us who consider ourselves a follower of Jesus Christ, I, I want to point out Jesus' question to us. What do you want mm-hmm. from following Jesus Christ? What do you want? <laughs> That's what Jesus asked them when they were following. Yeah. And then the text goes on. Um, they knew what they wanted. I wonder if you know what you want from following Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. It says, they said, Rabbi, <clears throat> excuse me, which means teacher, mm-hmm. where are you staying <laughs> they asked Jesus, where you live? <laughs> where you stay at, bro? Well, you know, uh, and they said, master, father, teacher, where you stay? Verse 39 says, Jesus says to them, come, he replied, and you will see. <laughs> he says, come, and you will see. So they went Mm-hmm. And saw where he was staying, and they spent that day with him. It was about four in the afternoon. Yeah. All right. So Jesus' first command to his first disciples was it involved the use of their eyes. Mm-hmm. He says, You, you want to know where I'm staying? Come and mm-hmm. see yeah. where I'm staying. Jesus wanted them to lay their eyes on where he stayed. This is important because he could have just told them where he was staying. Mm-hmm. He just could have just verbalized, this is where I'm staying. But it was something significant. He wanted them to actually see it. Yeah. Lay their eyes on it. Mm-hmm. So his first command to his first disciples was, it was to use their eyes. So it's important that we give Jesus optical <laughs> acceptance yeah. and we accept his authority authority with our eyes mm-hmm. look at what Philippians 4 9 says whatever you have learned or received or heard from me this is Paul talking mm-hmm. to the church in Philippi um, whatever you have heard have learned or, or received or heard from me or seen in me Put into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. Amen. Paul points um, the the his the folks he was teaching, the folks he was discipling, the people he was leading, to use their eyes mm-hmm. and practice what they saw in him. The eyes are important. First John one and one one um, one and one and two. Chapter one, verse one and two, it says this. Uh, 
that which was from the beginning, mm -hmm. which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which we have looked at mm -hmm. and our hands have touched. This we proclaim concerning the word of life. They speaking of Jesus Christ here. Yeah. They say we've touched him. We've seen him with our eyes. And verse two says, the, the life appeared, we have seen it and testified to it. And we proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the father and has appeared to us. Amen. We've seen him with our eyes. Amen. It's important. Our eyes are important, significant. And we need to give, um, and we need to accept Jesus' authority with our eyes. Uh, John Maxwell said this, it's a quote. He said, the eye is a better pupil than the ear. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the eye is a better pupil than the ear. It's a, it's a play on words. He's talking about pupil in terms of your eye having a pupil. Yeah. <laughs> right? All right, John. <laughs> All right. And then <laughs> your, your eye, you learn more from what you see mm -hmm. than what you hear. Yeah. That's the point. You learn more from what you see mm -hmm. than what you hear. The eye is a better pupil. Okay. <laughs> Your eye is a better student. I <laughs> I I remember when I was a kid and um and I, you know, and all of us we were. We yeah, I'm not the only one that did this. I'm just telling my story, okay? Yeah. Um yeah. but I used to watch basketball and football on TV. Mm -hmm. And I know I'm dating myself, but I'm going to call out some of the names. Basketball, you know, it, it was uh, Magic Johnson, Dr. J, Larry Bird, you know, Isaiah Thomas, mm -hmm. George the Iceman Gervin, you know. And I used to watch them um, uh, on TV. And then right after the game, I go grab my basketball and head to the park. <laughs> it was on. Y'all know what it's like. You know, for you, if you wasn't, you, maybe you didn't play sports like I did. Maybe you just liked movies. And uh, we used to go see them old Bruce Lee movies and and uh, and Chinese Connection and Game of Death and all that stuff. You said we and looked at me, but I didn't go. Well, no, no, I'm not. <laughs> That's your cup of tea. Yeah. I didn't like those. So movies. we would watch the movies. And without fail, without fail, be a whole gang of kids outside the theater Doing all these moves and stuff. See, 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 see. You see how she moved when I, when I, <laughs> yeah. Cause, cause yeah. Like, make a mistake. <laughs> she, she didn't want to get my karate chop. That's right. Um, okay. but, um, and we would be out there just doing all this stuff that we just saw on TV. Yeah, I remember I was uh, after one time I was watching basketball and we were playing at, at the park and I did this move I had never done before. And it was a move my eyes had seen. It was a move my eyes had seen, and that's I had never had never done it. It was only because I saw I saw someone else do it, and somewhere within my mind and my body motions, the situation occurred, and I did the same move, and I was shocked myself. I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Whoa!" You know, and I did the same thing on the football field once, you know, because I used to watch Chuck Foreman and Walter Payton and, you know, all them cats and uh, Clarence Davis, Oakland Raiders, you know, and mm. Mark Van Egan and 
Y'all know, I'm just naming some names. You know, I know some of y'all young folks don't know none of, you know, you know some of the people I'm naming. But anyway, I watched football. And now when I played Pop Warner football, I was on the football field. And um, and I bust through the line one time. And then these tacklers came. I gave them a little shimmy. And then I did a spin and spun out and was gone. I was like, woo! Everybody was like, woo! Yeah. Really? Yeah, that's how I was. Okay telling you but it was because my eyes saw it mm -hmm. it got into my system and i replayed it yeah. when i had an opportunity Ms. Ritter said unfortunately <laughs> many teachers teach to the ears yes yeah. that's interesting that's great miss reader yeah. you're so true mm -hmm. teach to the ears not to the eyes yeah yeah and so we need some living examples we need to see we mm. need to see and so, uh, I mean, there's even an old saying, I can show you better than I can tell you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I like to say that. Yeah, yeah she does. <laughs> and I, I, I must admit, she showed me a whole lot of stuff that she had been trying to tell me. But anyway, um, <laughs> um, so we have to, we within our system, within our eyes, there has to be a peaceful transfer of power to Jesus Christ concerning our eyes. Mm -hmm. We got to give him authority over our eyes. All right. We just can't do whatever we want to do with our eyes. Mm -hmm. Can't do it. Yeah. All right. B, write this down. So since you engage with that, I got a question. Write this down. How can you optically accept the authority of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm glad we're talking. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I got a few things, a few ways for you to optically accept the authority of Jesus Christ. Number one, by agreeing not to look at things that are displeasing to him. Mm -hmm. Just agreeing not to look at things that are displeasing to him. Yeah. All right. Job 31, verse 1 through 4. It says this. Now, I want to give some context to this. Um, you guys you know, familiar with the story of Job. And, you know, Job life just went haywire. He went from being on top to the very bottom. Mm -hmm. And um, and Job was wondering what was going on. And he was trying to get back to right standing with God. He was seeking God's presence and being in right standing, he he couldn't understand why his life had shifted so drastically and he couldn't, he didn't feel like he had done anything to cause that to happen, but he was longing for being back in right standing with God. And in his quest for that, he says this here in Job 31, one through four, I made a covenant with my eyes mm -hmm. not to look lustfully at a young woman. Mm. I want to sit on that for a moment. Job says, me and my eyes, we came up with an agreement. And it wasn't just one of those, you know, light agreements. He, he, he terms it a covenant, a deeper, more dedicated, a more mm. committed agreement. Yeah. And he made it with his eyes. Mm-hmm. He says, I'm not going to look lustfully on, on something I ought not be looking lustfully on. Or I, well, I shouldn't be looking lustfully anyway. I'm not going to use my eyes to fulfill my lust. Yeah. 
Don't want to fulfill the flesh that way. Don't want to yeah. fulfill the flesh. Job says, I ain't going to do it. And he says, and I made an agreement. Um, so, you, you you know, you can make an agreement with your eyes. Yeah. Yeah. And you probably already know what it is that you're looking at. You, you might not need to be looking at. <laughs> right. And we can talk more about that as we move on here. Yeah. Um, I don't have to tell you. You know what it is. Mm-hmm. All right. And verse 2 reads on. And he gives us some reasons why. He made this covenant. Verse two says, for what is our lot from God above? Our heritage from the almighty on high. Is it not ruin for for the wicked? Disaster for those who do wrong. In, in other words, if I if I don't make this agreement and I use my eyes in, uh, uh, inappropriately, then I know what my lot is. I know what I get for that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's ruin. And then verse four says, does he not see my ways and count my every step? Yes, he does. He says, I, if I just do what I want to do with my eyes, there's mm-hmm. no reward in that. And in fact, there's ruin if I do that, Job is saying. And I know God sees what I'm looking at. Mm-hmm. He sees it. And he already know before you even look. That you're thinking about looking. Yeah, he already know that you're thinking about looking <laughs> yeah. before you look. Yeah. Absolutely. Amen. Absolutely. So Joel wanted to get back into right standing, and he didn't want to do anything sinful with his eyes. Mm-hmm. Look at what Psalms 103, 101 verse 3 says. It says, I will set nothing wicked, before my eyes. Mm. Woo! I will set nothing wicked before my eyes. Yeah. I remember I I asked um someone older than me who I would consider a mentor. I I asked him, I said, what you know because I wanted to know what it's like to, to grow older, you know, and what is it like to walk with the Lord as you're growing older? I, yeah. I was inquiring about that, and I asked, I said, what, what do you find to, to be some struggles for you? And he graciously told me, he said, there are some experiences that I've had that my eyes have seen. Mm-hmm. That I can't get out of my head. Wow. Wow. Mm. That's what he told me. Mm. And he said he wished he hadn't hadn't had those experiences. He wished he hadn't done those things. Mm-hmm. Because it's still in his head. And it visited it visits him from time to time. Yeah. And he didn't. And it was a struggle. He considered it a struggle. Things his eyes had seen couldn't get out of his head. The thing that happens here when what we see gets downloaded into the hard drives of our minds and they stay there. They stay there. Um, So it's best for us not to create those negative, sinful, visual memories because they will from time to time come back. Mm. 
and haunt us. Yeah. We got to be careful. Yeah. As I said earlier, it's important what you do, what we do mm-hmm. with our eyes. Second thing that we can do is by using your eyes to locate and follow him. Mm. Use your eyes to locate Jesus and follow Jesus. All right. Amen. Look here what it says here in Luke 18, verse 40 through 43a. It says, Jesus stopped and ordered the man to be brought to him. Now, I want to pause for a second. Mm-hmm. There, there was a man on the side of the road who was blind and begging. He heard that Jesus was walking by. He started saying, hey, uh, 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 son of David, son of David. And and so Jesus stopped. He got Jesus' attention and he stopped here. So this is the scene. Jesus walking down this busy road with all these folk, all this commotion going on, a a blind beggar on the side of the road calling out for Jesus. And it reads on. Jesus stopped and ordered the man to be brought to him. When he came near, Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do for you? Mm-hmm. Ah, we just heard that question, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Uh, when when the, the John pointed his disciples to Jesus, he says, what do you want? And they said, where do you stop? Jesus is asking a similar question now to this blind man. What do you want me to do for you? Look what the blind man says. Lord, I want to see. Lord, I want to see. He replied. Jesus said to him, receive your sight. Your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus. Amen. You've been listening to One by One. Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert. You may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. Do you know that God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin? If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I've sinned against you. I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sin and I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control, transform me into the character of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to be the first to welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to find a church where you can learn more about Jesus, draw closer to God and to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at QuenchLifeCF to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time 
But I tell myself, okay, don't look. Don't, don't look, look. Don't look. <laughs> we got to give Jesus Christ authority to our eyes. And then some of, some of us are rubberneckers. And so uh, there's an accident on the freeway that everybody want to look and then create more accidents trying to look at the accident because people can't stop looking. This scripture is so true, the eyes are never satisfied. That's true. Never satisfied. And we got to understand this and get ahead of it and be proactive about it and make a covenant with our eyes. Thank you for listening. 